If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. As ever, super delighted to be back with you again. You know, we've been talking about websites quite a lot recently, and certainly on a lot of the Facebook groups, I've been seeing more and more questions from people who are looking to get some solutions on how to set up their own website. And of course, everybody wants to do it in the easiest possible way. And particularly, and I do understand this, if you don't have any knowledge of the technology of, you know, good in-depth knowledge of how WordPress works, it's a tough thing to be doing. And I know that I, because it, I'm going through exactly the same thing at the moment, looking at how I set my own website up on WordPress. So I'm forever looking at different options. And I know that we have discussed in a couple of the previous episodes, you know, the possibilities of creating a website on an alternative to WordPress, say Wix or Squarespace. But of course, the other alternative is to go the template route. And there's plenty of software companies out there that will provide you with a template that will help you create your own website in a much easier way. The only issue is, is that, you know, you don't, you don't own that website in general. Usually it's say, you know, it's owned by that software company. And if you then decide you want to move and, or do it yourself, you create your own website with WordPress in the future, then it's a bit, uh, a bit of a challenge to then move all the content you have off that templated um, website onto your own. So while I've been going through this journey of thinking about creating my own, and I have to say, you know, I haven't really got beyond the thinking about it stage. I set myself a goal of getting this done before Christmas, but I'm not sure it's going to be there because the more I think about it, the more I see all these different options available. And I really want to separate them out and look at the pros and cons of each one and, and, and make sure that I'm just going to go in the right direction. So as part of the website setup experience is not so much the technical side, but what you actually put in this thing. What content do you upload to make it really worth your while? Because we do know that just uploading a listing, some rates, availability calendar is not going to cut it. It's no different from your listing on Airbnb or HomeAway or VRBO or wherever you list. If you're going to just do that, don't bother. I mean, quite honestly, regardless of whatever branding you have, and we're going to be talking about branding in this episode, it's just not worth it if you're not willing to put in the work and create some content as well. So I wanted to talk to somebody today who is very, very experienced in the sort of the structure of a website and what needs to be in them, particularly a vacation rental website, and what needs to be in there to make it successful, to bring traffic to it, and of course, ultimately, to convert that traffic into direct bookings. You know, this holy grail of independent vacation rental operations. 
So my guest today is Dennis Klett. He is the CEO of Logify. And I'm sure you've heard of Logify. Their blog is probably the number one information blog on the on vacation rentals on the web. And their marketing social media manager, uh, Jess Ashworth, is just great at creating this content that is just so relevant, so interesting, really insightful. And, you know, if there's one thing you get out of this episode, it's to go to Logify.com and check out the blog, because I'm sure you'll find some really interesting stuff on there. If you've watched the Stay Here series on Netflix, then you may have seen Jess on one of those episodes uh, as Logify was featured. So enough of me. And without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Dennis Klett of Logify. So I'm pleased to have with me today, Dennis Klett, who is the CEO of Logify. Welcome, Dennis. When I when I first spoke to you, I, I, th- I thought you'd be sunning it in Barcelona, but apparently you're in the rain in Switzerland, right? Well, I'm delighted to have with me today Dennis Klett, who is the CEO of Logify. Dennis, I thought I was going to find you in Barcelona, but in the sunshine, but apparently you're in Switzerland, right? That's correct. Yeah. Sorry for disappointing you. Um, happen to be in Switzerland right now uh, with my family. But thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been this, this one's been a long time in the making, I know. So, Dennis, the question I ask everybody that comes onto onto the uh, podcast: What got you into the vacation rental business in the first place? Because it's it's not it's not like people land here by accident. Um, it was actually my my parents who got me into the industry. Um, basically, I'm from a ski resort in Germany, and my parents happened to have two empty apartments in in their house. And it's very common in, in that village to to rent out apartments to you know people who come for winter and ski. So it's something my parents just started to do on a kind of semi-professional basis. Uh, it was not their primary income, but you know it, it was something that they started. And I basically at that time as a student, you know, tried to help them out with regards to marketing it online. So I actually started out in building a website for them from scratch. I managed all the listings and, and managed the calendar. Uh, responded to to reservation requests, etc. So that's how I got personally into the game. And then since you know I was very keen on on website building and software development, um, I further went into this base and actually realized that it was very difficult to get started if if you don't do this on a professional basis. And that's um, how we got to actually create Logify and build build the software. It's a story I've heard before. You know, people often the startups come from you know offering that service to parents or friends at the beginning and then finding out as you do it that there's some shortcomings that and then you start filling the gaps i love that that story i i talked to sebastian grosjean uh from booking sync and i think he started out in exactly the same way that's right i I know sebastian and he, he also shared the story with me, and then that's the case. Yeah, he started out, I think, in Greece. Yeah. And and that's a very similar story to, to, to mine, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk today about website building because I think for, for any owner, and certainly property, property manager, 
that is is looking to get a real foothold into this industry and wants to take more direct bookings, become more independent, they have to have their own website. There really is no choice. And what I was just saying in the introduction is that it's it's just not sufficient just to start a website, put information about the property, a calendar and some availability because that's no more than just a listing. You may as well just stick with Airbnb or um, HomeAway. So what what are your thoughts on on the whole, you know, let's look at it strategically about from the perspective of, of actually thinking about building a website. Um, I mean, I would totally agree with you that it doesn't stop by just having a website. Um, there's much more to it in terms of trying to market it and actually getting direct bookings. But I think the way that I see it in, in the first instance is, you know, let's do it step by step. So just already the decision of, of creating a website and then actually doing it is is a huge step. And, you know, if, if you don't take that step, you will never even get to the point of, of marketing and getting direct booking. So I, I highly recommend to everybody to not think overthink it too much and rather just try to to do it very quickly and then once you're live, once you go online with your website, which, by the way, can be done uh, within a day, so we're not talking about something crazy that would take you know weeks or months to to prepare, um, then you can incrementally improve. So, and I think that's also how we, in general, operate as a startup. You know, we we try to build the so-called minimum viable product, which basically just means try to release quickly and then learn. Yes, I think what is very important with um, releasing the minimum viable product is to get it out quickly. That's that's the whole point. And um, so when you release your own website quickly, you know, you will most likely do mistakes. And But that's okay, because the key thing is to make those mistakes very quick and then learn from them. So my main recommendation with vacation rental owners who are thinking about creating their website is to actually just do it and not overthink it too much. And then once, you are, once you're alive, to then incrementally improve it and, and kind of go with the flow and then spend more time with it. Uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes you can do at the beginning is to overthink it, spend too much time and in, in planning it out and, and basically spend weeks and months in, in getting online. It's, it's so much easier to just go online quickly within a couple of days. I've, I've been overthinking my website for the past three years and I still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, so, may, so maybe, maybe, maybe you're you're pushing out a challenge to me to say, just go I, I, I think, do it. I, I think I'm, I indirectly am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because I, you can get stuck in this what's it analysis paralysis type of of situation where you you want to you want it to be absolutely perfect at every single level before launching, just in case somebody comes along and goes, you know, oh, this, this is not, this website is not up to scratch. So you're at, you're just, you're saying that that's okay. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it's also completely normal to have this perfectionist uh, kind of attitude. And I think it's generally speaking, it's good, but I think the recommendation really here is to encourage people to, to just do it and be willing to make mistakes and then rather learn from them quickly and incrementally improve. I think that's that's much easier. It's much more fun mm-hmm. to also see results immediately. And uh, yeah, I think it it makes it much more fun than overthinking it over months and then going live and then being disappointed that it didn't work. It's just nicer to to just do it. Just doing it means what? 
what is, when you're talking about minimum viable product, there has to be something there at the outset. What's the first thing that has to be there, or the first, let's say, the first three or three to five things that you must have? Well, I guess the the minimum thing you would need to have a website is is a name. So you, I think the the main thing, or, or that a common mistake that vocational owners do is to not come up with a unique brand for, for their home. And so I think that would be step one. Step two would be to have you know photos ready, um, some kind of description text ready, which typically shouldn't be such a big issue because you know you, you typically have these kind of content already for, for listing on, uh, on the large online travel agencies. And, and the third thing is you need a tool. You need a tool to actually you know, create a website and get online that ideally accepts credit card payments to actually make bookings. So I think I would, you know, it would be acceptable to have a minimum viable product that only allows inquiries. But I would say at least the first next step after the minimum viable product would be to to allow for credit card payments to actually make bookings. Okay. So one question I have here. So you said, you know, you've already, you've probably already got text if, if you're on the OTAs anyway. Is that acceptable to use that same text? Does Google not penalize you for, for having duplicate content? Yep, that's a good point. So um, ideally, it shouldn't be duplicate. As a, as a minimum viable product, I think it's fine just to have it as a placeholder. Uh, of course, it would be nice if you, you know, if you could adjust it a little bit. In the long run, you should definitely have different kind of content. That would be the best practice approach. But if you want to go online in a day, uh, I think it's acceptable to to first have content that is very similar to to potential other listings. I don't see a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, you mentioned branding. How, how important is this to get this this right from the start? I get the point of having a name you know, a, a name for your property perhaps or a name for you know, a, a domain name that is unique. But what about, you know, because I know that's something I've struggled with, you know, to a logo, time spent on color, you know, color schemes, making sure you got the color schemes right. How important is that? I think it's very important. And I think if I had to choose between, you know, the name, the the the, the logo, the colors, I think the name is probably the most challenging one because that's probably the thing you should get right from the beginning, or at least it will, you know, you will avoid a lot of pain in changing the name later on. So I think if you get the name right from the very beginning, which also to a certain extent defines, you know, who you are, what what your home is all about, and what kind of your, uh, you know, your business strategy is, I think that is important. So I think there it makes sense to think a little about it a bit longer uh, and having more of this perfectionist kind of approach. With regards to colors and uh, the logo, I think, you know, you just need to find a nice font type. It doesn't even need to be a logo. You don't need necessarily graphics or anything like this for, for the, uh, you know, for the first release. Um, and even colors you could play around with. Um, I would just keep it very simple. Choose colors that you think fits to your brand or colors that you simply like that kind of represent you or your home. Because that's something you can always change later on. Changing a name becomes a bit more challenging. So... There, I would I would recommend to think a little bit about it uh, beforehand. Yeah, okay, I've got that. I'm going to try to. I I actually have a name for mine, but maybe I've been procrastinating about a logo when it's not really necessary. <laughs> I think it all comes down to procrastination, actually, Dennis. I th- I think we can. Many of us can probably already do this, but uh, but we worry about going live with something. So I get the idea that we can. It is okay to go live with with the bare minimum but how 
how long should you sit with that before you actually do something more with it? Yeah, I think that is uh, that is a good question. I think it depends a little bit on how much time in general you want to spend. Because obviously, if you know if you if you do this on a semi-professional basis, like more as a hobby, then you just have limited time. But ideally, the you know the whole point of of releasing quickly is to then make changes uh, very quickly after that. So. I think, you know, once you go live, you should think about things that you realize, ah, maybe this I could improve, you know, the, the description text is maybe too similar to to some of my listing texts. So maybe these are the things you, where you shouldn't wait too long and actually uh, make those changes quite quickly. But again, I think we're talking baby steps here. So I think there's no need to be afraid of this step. It's it's something that once you actually do it, you will realize it's it's not as frightening as it might be before you actually do it. I've been looking, I mean, I talked to Alan Egan recently and he's, he's, he's just written a very good blog post, which I'll put a link to. I, it's got an interesting title, so I shan't repeat it here. But he's basically saying that if you, go, if you want traffic to your website, you've got to have the content. People aren't going to come just to your website because it's a listing. Because what you're wanting is to capture them, to bring them to your listing and have them stick around and and find something about the location perhaps and, and encourage them to book direct rather than sending them straight back to Airbnb or VRBO. So what, what's your thoughts on the type of content that is, is is something you can start with? I think Alan is spot on with his analysis that content is king. You know, it's something that Google and obviously, you know, all internet users like. Uh, everyone is looking for quality content. And it, it would really open up a big door in, in getting more visits from people who search something on Google and then they happen to find you just because you have great content. It's definitely not the only source of, of visitors you can get. I just want to highlight that. Um, just by having a unique name will, will give you uh, natural visits. Um, there, there are a couple of sources. There's this uh, phenomenon of, of um, window shopping where basically guests discover your property on listing sites, but when they see your name, they will actually Google it to, to see whether you, know, you have a credible location rental, whether this is a credible listing, but also to also to potentially see whether you have a better price um, if, if if you book direct. Um, another source is return guests, so guests that typically come every year and visit your vacation rental. You know they would come back uh, ideally through your website. Um, so it's it's more like a business card in the first instance. Once you really try to you know seriously want to increase your your direct bookings through different sources like organic search, for example, people who happen to come to your site because they search for something. I think there it's content is absolutely king. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be something that you are confident in writing about. I think the aim of providing content is that it's great content. Um, so it should be something that you, you, you are you know, very knowledgeable of. The good news is it's typically something that, that you know about the neighborhood. So guests, you know, they, they typically want to travel to, to a tourist destination. So it's something they would also research about and what to do. Uh, in the surroundings and that's most likely something you're very well aware of so i think it's great to to write about such kind of stuff i know one great case study where one of our customers he he wrote um, some blog posts on on fishing at, at a lake where his vacation rental home was and it happened to be like the best content on, on everything you need to know about fishing in that lake so that that attracted a lot of um, guests who you know who, who was interested in going to the lake who was interested in the fishing and they knew, well, the great place to stay was his home. So, you know, that, that's this kind of niche content where I think 
you can you can get a lot of visits um, of people who then convert also into bookers. And um, so it's content that you're you know you're very knowledgeable of, and that is ideally niche content. So maybe more something that not everyone is writing about. So you have a good chance of actually ranking high in Google. Yeah, and then that's it. That's exactly what Alan was talking about: is finding that uh, finding just finding those questions that people are asking on Google, and and using using different keyword techniques to resources to help you find those questions. And I know we've done it in our business: is ice fishing, one of these weird sports that some people like to do. I I honestly can't think of anything worse than sitting out in the middle of a frozen lake, making a hole in the ice, and dropping a line in it. It uh, it doesn't do it for me but it appears to do it for many other people because of the questions that people are asking, you know, can, can I ice fish in such and such a lake? And what type of, what type of fish can I catch? And there's very few people responding. There's very little information on that. So it was interesting that you talk about your case study, which has somebody supplying all that information on fishing that nobody else has, because we found exactly the same. That, uh, that we're getting traffic to our site to that particular post on ice fishing. That's that's really funny. I think fishing seems to be uh, the, the new trend again. So, <laughs> <laughs> seems to very, become very popular again. Yeah, seems to. Seems to. As I say, it doesn't, it doesn't do a great deal for me, but that really doesn't matter. And I guess that's that's something else, you know, just because... And we often say this to to our owners, just because it's you know you're not interested in something doesn't mean that your guest is going to have that same disinterest. <laughs> you know, they could be very, very um focused on some weird sport or you know niche activity that uh, that you don't partake in. Um so you've really got to do that research to find the content that's going to appeal to your your visitors. Yes, and, and you always have the, the advantage of being the local. So, it, you know, it might be an activity that, that you're not particularly fond of yourself or that you have expertise in, but you know the area, you know the surroundings. So, you know, that's, that's where the center of expertise is. And then I think you really have a good chance of, of ranking high in Google with that, with that expertise content. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's interesting because I've, I, you know, I, I will always say to people that the Logify website has the best content the best vacation rental content that's out there at the moment you know jess Ashworth. after you heather <laughs> after oh, you i don't know i think jess does the most amazing <laughs> job at at delivering really stellar content so you know I, I i did say in the introduction that you know if if, if whatever people are going to get from this this particular episode the first thing they should do is to go to the logify.com website and just check out the blog because, uh, you know, it, it is an education in itself. So, you know, congratulations, you guys, for doing that. And particularly Jess, she's, uh, she's quite amazing. Yes, this is all Jess and, and Carla. It's, it's definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so back onto websites. What are the, you know, what are the components for a successful, a really successful converting website? So, you know, we've moved on from, we, we've got the website up, we've got some content on it. What other pages make for a well-rounded and successful website? Yes, I think uh, there are two aspects here. One is um, useful information about uh, about your property. So I think um, that's kind of the basic to say that my website should give at least as much information as, as a listing. 
So it's the obvious, the text, the, the map, the, a great photo gallery in high resolution. You know, as, as much as information you can provide uh, about your property. The good news is you don't have any restrictions once you have your own website. You don't need to abide by any rules that a listing site would probably impose on you. So that's, that's another great benefit of having a website. But I think when it comes to, you know, make people really convert, I think the, the single most important element that you need to have on your website is the book button. Like that is the main, what we would call in web design terms, the call to action. Like that one thing that you want the visitor to eventually do. So that should be ideally, you know, prominently placed uh, on your homepage, on, on other pages. It should be very clearly highlighted with a distinct color, um, shouldn't be too small. So, I mean, that is, that is the key conversion action that you want a visitor to, to have. And that boils down to then also having, you know, after, after you click book to actually then be able to book. So um, you would need to have a, a booking engine where you could calculate the price um, of your property and where ideally the guest can then also enter a credit card to, to really confirm the booking. Even though it's fine already just to get started in the first release of your website, just to have an, an inquiry button. So instead of book now, that would be inquire now. That's also sufficient. But my point is, you know, that is the key button that you want to highlight as, as good as possible. Um, some, you know, other ideas there, there are several ways to optimize your website uh, for conversion. I think, you know, without going into too much detail, I think that the one thing I also recommend to everybody is to show that you're credible. So anything that, that highlights that this is a credible, great uh, property and great place to book is by, for example, showcasing reviews, positive reviews that you have from past guests, you know, in the sense of a testimonial, maybe some review badges of, of reviews that you collected maybe on some listing sites. If you're an Airbnb super host, you know, celebrate it, celebrate it on the homepage. If you are a member of a tourism association or of any, you know, association, whatever, fishing association, you know, uh, highlight it. Uh, if you have a classified star rating, celebrate it on your homepage. Like anything that's, if, if you got covered by a nice, you know, newspaper, even if people don't know it, just the fact that you showcase it and say, I got covered in those, this newspaper, these are all things that increase your credibility and in the end increase the, con, you know, the chance of, of converting a visitor into a booker. I, I always remember Antonio Bortolotti talking about his, his first foray into vacation rentals and getting his place all set up, and he had um, some coverage in a magazine, and it was a very glossy magazine, and that, that copy went onto his website, and, and you know, he said that really kicked off his business. So if you can get somebody to come and, and do a, a review and get it into the press somehow, because he, I believe he invited the, the the magazine writer to come and stay, and and then they wrote this great uh, this, this great piece on it. So so that that's just something else. And I, I I've sort of written down you know two words here in my notes. I just put celebrate credibility. So I, I think this is what what you're getting at here is is making sure, you know, don't hide your light under a bushel as they say. If you know, if you've got credit anywhere, then that should go on maybe an about us page or, or some page that celebrates who you are and who you're um, and, and that the property is real. 
Yes, and um, I would even to go that far and then say even on your homepage. You know, if you have review stars, if you have a testimonial, it doesn't hurt to put them on your on your homepage. You know, potentially maybe not uh, the first section. First section will probably more cover your actual property, photos, great photos about your property. But you know, the homepage is quite long. You have a lot of space there, and I think all those credibility badges should be placed on the homepage to make sure that no one is missing them. And they would have to find them somewhere else. And uh, yeah, Antonio, he's a great guy. And I think that's a great, what we in the startup world would call a growth hack <laughs> by in- inviting uh, a journalist into his property, then getting this amazing um, review. I think, you know, that is that is an amazing way to do it. But again, it shouldn't, um, it shouldn't frighten people. I mean, it is not that easy to get this kind of coverage, but I think it is fairly easy to get other credibility items like just just a review from a from a past guest you know with a photo ideally to increase your credibility that would already suffice as one credibility item doesn't necessarily need to be coverage in the uh, architectural digest or something like that yeah absolutely and and then one one other thing that i i would mention and, and maybe this is just me i always focus on the about us page of any website you know, if I and maybe it's because you know I'm always researching the the people who are going to be on the podcast next, and and to find out a bit more about them, I'll go to their website and just go to about us, and hopefully I'm going to find out some personal information on the person behind that that site, and particularly when it's it's a home, I I want to I want to learn about why they bought it, what they love about it so much, the the actual feelings that they have for the property, because that seems to convey so much to uh, somebody visiting the website. Yes. <clears throat> so, yeah, I totally agree with you. The the about us, especially for vacation rentals, is key. I think that's also what is great on Airbnb, that they really celebrate not just the property, but also the person behind the property. And I think likewise, it's something that I would also recommend doing on, on your own website. Actually, you have even more freedom to do so. You, you you can have an entire page. You can you know write about other stuff. So so that is that is a great way to to give your property more personality. So it's it's a great idea of, of spending some time on the about us page. Absolutely. What we haven't covered is availability and and calendars. How uh, and this is a question I, I I see asked quite a lot. You know how do I manage a calendar on my website when perhaps I'm on instant booking on HomeAway and and of course on uh, on Airbnb. So how do I prevent double booking with what's available to, available to me as in in terms of calendar software? Yes, that's um, that's a great question because that boils down to the actual uh, management of, of calendars. It is like I previously mentioned, it is core to have a book button, and um, that ideally leads to a place where you can actually book. So meaning where you could calculate the prices you know, pay and obviously check whether it's available. So if it's unavailable, the booking engine shouldn't even allow you to to make the booking. You know, it could allow you to to make an inquiry perhaps, but but not to actually book. So there it's very important that your booking engine is is connected to or, or synchronized to your listing sites. So for this, I mean, you know, it's something that we do uh, at Logify. We, we provide this kind of service. It's typically called channel management, or you can use iCal, uh, which is a very simple standard to manage calendars. Um, that's the way you can keep all your channels, including your website, which, by the way, I also consider a channel uh, where you can keep them all in sync. So the risk of double booking and the, the effort that is required to manage your calendar is, is really becoming zero. So there's, I don't see an issue with that. 
uh, with, with your own website. So, so you mentioned a couple of things there: channel management, and uh, and you talked about uh, Logify. Let's let's move on to talking about the benefits that an owner is going to get from a template website rather than going the complete do-it-yourself route on WordPress or Wix or Squarespace. You know, I, I've explored the WordPress route, but then the more I hear from people that we're talking about, you've got to have facility to, to, to take credit cards. That's going to be something you've got to add in there. The booking engine, the calendar, it's, there's a lot of moving parts when you're creating your own website from scratch. So tell me about the alternative. And, and of course, you know, this is what Logify are providing. So, um, so give me the gen on that. Yes. So, I mean, there are two, it's exactly what you say there. There are two alternatives to approach building a vacational website. Uh, one is by, by using site builders, what, what I would call a generic site builder, like, like Squarespace, for example, to create your own website. And that's a completely valid way of, of doing so. And, and the second alternative is to use a, I would say, vacation rental industry optimized site builder, which is more like us, Logify. And I think the difference is if you think about, you know, who, what, what customers do these type of companies really target? So in case of Squarespace, you know, their primary target are designers who build websites for others. So that, that's their kind of target. Well, for us, we really target vacation rental owners and uh, professional property managers. And that will reflect a lot on, on what kind of features these, these two systems have to offer. So I think one of the main benefits is uh, with, with a company like Logify is that it's really tailor-made towards a vacation rental business. So features like booking engine, price calculation, availability calendar, these are all things that you would, you know, easily find in a system like Logify with, with management tools, channel management to keep your data in sync. And these are typically items that you wouldn't find um, in a Squarespace because Squarespace is optimized for a complete different use case. Nevertheless, everyone has different tastes and, and preferences. So what, what could very well be is that you also use Squarespace to build your site and then use the Logify booking engine. So it's possible to also combine those two systems together if you prefer a system like Squarespace. So I would say a generic site builder is, is typically optimized for more the advanced user who you know, has, has a lot of uh, understanding about how to build a website or how to customize a website, potentially even to code, while Logify is more tailor-made for, for people who just want to get started in a day and be bookable within a day. And, but it's complete fine to, to use Logify in combination also with other systems, if, if, if that's the preferred option. However, I think a system like Logify, no other generic site builder will come to provide a seamless um, user experience like if it was a vacational-specific software like, like Logify. So reservations, they're all seamlessly integrated in your reservation management system. Payments are seamlessly integrated. Um, you don't need to worry about co payment collections, all automated. So it's, you know, all those tools that we build every day. We, you know, we sit in Barcelona, uh, we have 30 developers. We do nothing else than, than building tools uh, for vacational owners and, and property managers. So I think just conceptually speaking, you know, the, the better tool for getting started and managing vacation would be Logify. <laughs> but, uh, but at the same time, it's a complete valid use case to also use other systems in combination with Logify. It just depends on, on what your preferences are and your 
I would say, um, skill set on and designing and encoding websites. As far as web design is, is concerned, with you know, if, if you're out there on WordPress or Wix, you've really got the millions of themes and options to make your website look completely unique. How does a site like Logify help people to to get that uniqueness? Um, in very similar ways. So we have we have multiple templates. Um, the way to, to set up a website is, is, I would say, very easy. It's simply uploading um, your content as you would be used to uploading content to a listing site. So actually, our content management system works very similar to you know, an Airbnb or, or a HomeAway. Uh, the only difference is instead of us creating a listing out of that content, we're just creating a website. Within just a couple of hours, you will have a, a website up and running, um, having a template that you have chosen. And then similar to a Squarespace or another generic site builder, you can then um, change colors, change the font type, you know, upload a logo, upload a background photo um, using our d- design editor. Um, you can add custom pages, like an About Us page, for example, very easily using our What You See Is What You Get page editor with drag and drop functionality. So you don't need to code. You don't need to do know anything about you know building HTML or building a website. You would simply use a self-service tool that is really condensed to the essential essentials to to build a website. So all the functionalities that you would have with a Squarespace, you would also have a Logify. So the the customizability and the uniqueness of your website is still ensured uh, by having these kind of editors. Yeah, that sounds good, and and I know for many people that this is this is is, is going to be an option that they would choose over and above going the complete do-it-yourself route. Just just one more question about content. So, is it easy enough to to add in uh, your own content and and make it unique that way? Yes. So you can add as many pages as 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 you want. And once you add a page, it's very easy to write content. It's, I would say, it would work essentially like Word, Microsoft Word, or any other word processing editor. So it's very easy to, to write an article and then publish it on your website. It's, it's really easy to do so. Excellent. Well, uh, how can people get, if they're interested in um, learning more about Logify, how, they, how can they get in touch with you? They uh, would be very welcome to just visit our website, www.logify.com, and simply sign up to our software. We're um, very accessible. There's a seven-day free trial. There's no um, setup fee whatsoever. We don't take any commissions whatsoever. It's a uh, Once you decide you, know, you like it and you, you want to go for it, it starts at $29 per month. Everything is self-service, but if you want to talk to somebody, if you have any support requests, we have um, phone support, we have email support, so you can always talk to, to talk to us. You know, there are actually people behind the software, and you can you can talk to us. But at the same time, if you prefer not to talk to too many people or not have a sales call, or whatever, um, you know, we, we try to make Logify as accessible and self-service and easy uh, as possible. So, you know, you're very welcome to to visit Logify.com. Yeah, and I really would encourage people to go there. I mean, I, I was reading um, Jess's article, Nine Types of Vacation Rental Website Content to Wow Potential Guests. So, uh, you know, whatever you're deciding to do with your website, definitely go and read that article because it's, you know, it's a content blueprint. So take a look at that. Um Dennis, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. You know, I hope you enjoy the rest of your, your time in Switzerland. And, uh, and I hope we come across each other at some event in the future. 
<laughs> Likewise, Heather, was a pleasure to be on your show. Pleasure talking to you. Do let me know if you happen to be in Barcelona one day or in Switzerland. Yeah, I'm happy to also come back to your show. And uh, if you have any questions uh, also to your uh, listeners, you know, just, just reach out to us and uh, we hope we can help you. Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure that there's links on the on the show notes so that, that people can go on there and find you. And if they've got any questions, um, ask them on the in the comments section and, and I'll just give Dennis a nudge to to go and respond. So it's been a great. it's been a great pleasure talking with you uh, t- today, Dennis. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Heather. And keep in touch. Will do. Have a great day. <laughs> So that was a great conversation with Dennis, except now it's it's really got me thinking about this goal I have to create this WordPress website. And I'm going to go back to the drawing board with Jason on this and saying, you know, am I, am I really doing the right thing here? And I know we've talked about this and about who owns it, control you have over it. But, you know, I, I think I may very well give, give Logify a go and see, um, and, and see how it works. The, you know, the, the idea is you, you get a, a week's trial, go try it out, see if it works for you, see what it looks like. If it doesn't, well, that's fine. Go on to another thing. But uh, it might be worthwhile just taking a look at that. It's a great option. So that's it for another week. As this episode goes out, I'm actually in the Caribbean with Mike and Andrea and my grandchildren. And no doubt I'm having a great time. So, you know, this this obviously was pre-recorded before, before I left on vacation. So hope you enjoy this. Uh, let me know what you think. If you're planning on creating your own website, hopefully we're sort of helping you over, over the uh, series of episodes we've been doing on website development and design to, to find the right route, the, the right course of action for you. So if you've got comments, of course, let me know at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and and I'll get back to you. So many thanks for listening. It's always a pleasure to have you with me and I'll be with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.